Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a Friday. Play me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> My favorite show of the week because it gets, we gets, what happens? So we <laughs> We get to walk hand in hand into the weekend together. Mm. You, me, Pence, everybody. Everybody needs somebody everybody. to love. Kids, it is September 2nd, year of science, 2022. Science! Oh, hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. It's where hobos come from. That's right. It's where hobos come from. <laughs> Kids, I am your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me, is the rear admiral himself, sheriff of Ghost Town, mayor of Myrtle, mm. victim of vandalism, yes. keeper of the guests. He's got a full house this week. Full house. So be kind to him. Act of the gills. We call him. Holy God. Holy God. A.K.A. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Mr. Pence has uh, family visiting this week. Got the in-laws in town. The in-laws are in. So uh... Uh, space is at a premium (laughs) at the Pence household. I mean, I know it's an overused uh, 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 term, but uh, packed in like sardines. Yeah. Yeah. Apropos. I got to tell you, there are days where Eddie Pence walks in here just all just chap-assed and hang-dogged <laughs> like, oh, here we go again. But I'll tell you, the past couple of days, he comes in, he's, he's stretching his arms, stretching his legs, seems to be appreciating the space here in the back. You don't miss it until it's gone. See? See how you are? I love my in-laws. They're lovely people. I know you do. You always, speak very hi- you always speak very highly but of them. But it's just for seven days, no. five, five, four adults and a near adult. Doesn't matter who they are. It's tight. They could all be Swedish stewardesses, <laughs> and it would still be an uncomfortable well, situation. I, I could live with that, I think. I'm trying to help you I out don't here. I think I'd complain. The wife listens to the show, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, hey, kids, you know, around here, uh, every Friday is not just a plain old Friday, it's a hot fudge Friday. Hot Fudge Friday means specially packed episodes every week, mm. and this Friday is no exception. We got the great Steve Ashton on hand, calling in from the UK. Nice. He's got his own domestic problems. Oh, he does? I'll let you tell oh, him all about that. Poor guy. Uh, he'll be also joining us for the Video Vault segment mm. later on in the show. A fascinating topic that was sent to us by a Garmy member, and of course, I promptly lost 
the name of the Garmy member who suggested the topic for video vault. So nice. Week. And I feel just awful about it. <laughs> That's all they were waiting for. Is the I know. The and it's a great idea. <laughs> And I was so impressed. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it what was a great tie-in. It was a great tie-in. And now I can't, I know I jotted it down, right. but I can't find the name of the guy. They deserve to have their name heard. They do. They so really do. after we talk about it, I'll talk about it right now. Hell, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> like <laughs> Brian Attain. I'm a man of courage and valor. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> um, we were talking this yeah. week about the passing of a lovely and talented young actress who was just coming into her own. 32, I think. Yes, named Charles B. Dean. She's 32 years old, currently starring in that new movie, Triangle of Sadness, and getting rave reviews for her performance. Mm -hmm. And then, according to sources, she got a real bad lung infection. It's oh, awful. And passed away in the hospital at the age of 32. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So the unnamed Garmy member... Who next week, remind me who you are, and I'll give you a special shout out next week. <laughs> sent me uh, an idea, said, hey, for the video vault, you guys should all pick movies featuring actors who left us too soon. Yeah. And great I thought, idea. what a great tie-in to a, a timely story and a great way to pay tribute to some great actors yeah. who left us too and soon. And we struggle every week trying to think of a topic for the video yeah, at this point. we burned through a whole it's, bunch of topics. Yes. This horse is dead. So it's nice to be able to find a <laughs> uh, something, especially in the news, yeah. that ties into a genre of films that we yes. can explore. So this was the perfect, perfect, perfect topic. And of course, for that perfect topic, that person earned... Uh, Zero recognition. Uh, being put on the pay no mind list, as they say <laughs> in uh, Goodfellas. So I apologize, Garmy member extraordinaire, but we will sing your praises to high heaven mm, next week. Someday. But not on Monday. Traveling, uh, traveling. Um, bro broadcasting tip, programming tip yes. is what I'm trying to get okay. out. Okay. I'm already in the weekend. Programming tip, uh, Monday, for those of you here in the United States of America, you know we're celebrating Labor Day. Yes. Which is really a misnomer because it's the one day where nobody labors. Yes. Because everybody has that day off. Should be unlabor day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Should be leisure day. We're taking Monday off just like everybody else. So there will be no new show on Monday. But Tuesday we'll be back with brand new episodes of The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Listen before you wake up dead. That's right. Uh, where was I? Steve Ashton Entertainment. is. Oh, I forgot. What? It is also... Garmy Game Show Day oh, on yeah, Fridays, right. where a lucky member of the Garmy could potentially win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included, though. And uh, I think it's going to be a fun one today. Okay. Another one ties into what's currently going on oh. in everybody's life. All right. Heat? Uh, it's, not, it's not so heat. It's about heat. It's not heat. I can't. I don't want to think about the heat. I don't want to talk about the heat. Oof. It's getting, in the words of the great John the Duke Wayne, it's getting <laughs> regoddamn-diculous. It really is. This weather. You're lucky your air conditioning went out two weeks ago. And Can you imagine? Week. I couldn't imagine. I, you know how miserable I was. I mean, that it, was mid-90s. And it was hot, but it right. wasn't this kind it's of It's 105 heat. on average out here it's during the day. It's sick. Nuts. Yeah. And I was telling Pence when he came in, this is the new normal. This is just, this is the world. Well, you wouldn't let me in at first. It's, I know, because it was so hot out there. I just kept the door closed. nice and cool where it was in, Dick. on my side of the door. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the new summer. Yeah, and uh, and I hate it so much. So that's all you need to know. Did I do this guy? Because on the counter, you want to know why? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but he's late. I just told everybody. <laughs> it's hot. He's old. Why, he's yeah. break. why a hot fudge front? 
Why a hot fudge Friday is always a special day here on the mm. Ralph Report. Not only is it hot fudge Friday, yeah. but if you're a listener now for some time, you know it's also a Sergeant Joe Friday. My name's Friday. I carry a badge. We take an opportunity once a week to pay tribute to the great Jack Webb, who plays Sergeant Joe Friday so brilliantly on the TV series and radio show yes. Dragnet, yes. show of his own creation. And we like to impart little bits of wisdom, wit and wisdom, as they uh -huh. say. Not so much wit. More with, wisdom. With uh, Sergeant Not Joe. Not even really wisdom. Not really. It's neither one of those. It's just more uh, just, just spectrum spewings. Spewings of a crazy person. Yes. We like to pull a clip from the show just so you can get a feel for uh, Jack Webb's talents and uh, Sergeant Joe Friday's particular view of the world. This week, uh, Sergeant Joe Friday takes on the, uh, the troublesome topic of police brutality. Oh. About police getting out of hand. Oh. Abusing their positions of power. Can't wait to hear this take. And uh, Jack thinks he's got the whole thing pretty much figured out. He solved the problem. He knows what the problem is. And he's going to share it with you now. You know, we had a pretty good chief that you served under, and so did we. Maybe he said it best. We'll always have incidents like this because we have one big problem in selecting police officers. We have to recruit from the human race. Yes. With the poignant music <laughs> behind it. Is that a Brady Bunch episode? See, guest starring on the Brady Bunch? As long as human beings <laughs> exist, the police will continue to beat you up. That's what Jack is saying. Nope. Well, what can you do? What can you do? Nothing. Sergeant Joe Friday basically shugging, shrugging his shoulders at the problem <laughs> of police brutality. Well, well, them's the brakes. People are going to be people, folks. <laughs> what can you do? Until the, until the RoboCops come in, we got no we got no shot. So just take your beatings. And, wow. and lump it. Wow. Because that's all we can do. Huh? Nothing we can do. Nope, nothing can be done about it. What are you going to do? People, huh? That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> Folks, huh? People. People. And that's today's Sergeant Joe Friday. As I mentioned, so much show today for your ears to enjoy. But before we get there, um, I saw this story and everyone's been sending it to me, so I think we need to address it. Because, you know, it is the beginning of September. Yes. So you know what that means. Football season. Christmas. Oh. Christmas. It's right around wait, the corner. Wait, we, we haven't got to Halloween Christmas. yet. Christmas. It's, it's Christmas it's time. It's Christmas already? Yes. Especially Fuck. for people like you who shop all year long. Well, that's just common sense. That's madness. That's just smart. That's the sign of a sick no, mind. That's someone who's smart. Someone who all year long is doing Christmas shopping. Someone frugal. You're a diseased human being. I'm not. Oh, my God. Try to make my holidays enjoyable, not panic-stricken. But I know you do like to shop all year long, and some folks may already be trying to figure out what to get that special loved one this year. It's not easy. I think I have your answer. It's all, it's all over the news. You oh, can't yeah? miss it. Is if, it. If you've got the tick and talk, as the kids oh, like. Oh, the TikToks. Oh, the TikToks. I haven't got the, I got the TikToks. There's a viral item online that everybody wants, Eddie. All right, okay. Well, good to know. You've heard of blood diamonds, right? I have, yes. Well, how about sperm jewelry? Sperm jewelry. You heard me. Mm. This woman, Amanda Booth, okay. on TikTok, yeah. is cleaning up, selling, making and selling her homemade semen jewelry. 
It ain't good. No, it's not. Amanda Booth has oh. for some time been handcrafting oh. trinkets and ornaments and jewelry that are infused with body essences. She's already worked in different mediums, like dead people's ashes. She's made uh, jewelry out of dead people's well, I've, ashes. I've, I've heard of that. I've heard uh, of that. She's worked breast milk into her concoctions. No. She has uh, even worked human hair into <laughs> custom pieces. If you like something made out of hair, you want to wear. I've seen people with like lockets of hair before. It's weird. But hair earrings. How about a hair necklace? Pubes. Pubes, whatever you got. But she's moved on now to a new medium uh -huh. for her art. Uh, the male ejaculate, <laughs> specifically. Okay. A customer asked her if uh, she could get some sperm into the mix. And she said the challenge intrigued her. So she started out with a sample from her own husband which then she completely dried with a dehydration process. And then she ground That's it up. Give me the sock. She, she ground it up. <laughs> it's not a sock. It's all done very artistically and scientifically. Yeah, put a sock, lay it under the bed for a couple days, dehydrated. She ground it up into a fine powder <sighs> and then massaged it into a clay that she then uses to make her creations. And hmm. the end result is what's being referred to as jizz jewelry on the internet. <laughs> She can turn them into necklaces, bracelets, rings that she models herself on her. So TikTok, she's mixing it with some sort of clay. Yes, it's uh, it's half clay, half dried, half jizz, jism. And she said the art is flying off the digital shelves faster than she can shoot them out. <laughs> so or, actual or her husband, for that matter, real pearl necklace. Some fret, yes, make your own pearl necklace joke here, kids. Uh, some people are even sending in their own samples mm. of their semen mm -mm. for Amanda to work with and use to make specific jewelry for loved ones. She wants to play with other people's semen? She doesn't, want, she doesn't play with it, Eddie. It's, you got to knead it into a clay. You're playing with it. She's working with That's, it. It's her medium. She's an artist, and she works with the essence of humans. What's the guarantee you're getting your pearl necklace back? I'm and not someone else's. I'm assuming there's some sort there's of There's got to be some sort of genetic tag to it or something. I don't know how it works. <laughs> if they can if they can so tag diamonds so you can identify awful. them, there must be a way to identify jizz. I, I the only way you would want that is if it's your own jizz. You don't want some other guy's jizz. Well, I would think like you don't want her husband's jizz. I don't know what he look. What's he look like? I don't know, but that, is he, is he would, a handsome fella? You would think a, a jizz bracelet would be personal. You would think if Not you're just, getting something made with semen in it, you would you like would, it to be an intimate gift. But some people just take any just old, any old semen. semen. Mm. You may find this hard to believe, but many of her customers are uh, sex, kinky sex no. fetishists. Yes, believe really? it or not. A lot of people into kinky stuff. It's not teachers and <laughs> nuns. Trust me, I told you before, teachers and nurses kinkiest <laughs> um so if you're looking for that special gift for someone you love yeah want to contact amanda booth on tiktok and have her uh, whip your jizz into something yeah, yeah. give you a jizz necklace for mm, christmas i think jizz earring you got an earring hole still works get i do a little pearl, yeah you little got, jizz pearl you know, in there a little stud stud <laughs> little jizz stud for my ear <laughs> i'm probably allergic to your jism i'm Why? guessing because i got good jizz no you don't even have it anymore. I don't. I got. I got. What would ejaculate. she make with yours? I don't know. It'd be clear. Yeah, exactly. Invisible ink. That's what she'd make out of yours. <laughs> so anyway, kids, I just wanted to give you that heads up if you're looking for that hard to shop for relative or loved one. 
Uh, think about jizz jewelry this yeah. year. Why not? No, I'm. I'm, I'm. Oh, yeah. That's them in the lab there, <laughs> making some up. All right, kids, let's turn our attention now to you, beloved members of the Garmy. We love it so much when you reach out to us. This show would not be possible if you didn't reach out to us. So thanks for that. You can write us, Ralph at the RalphReport.com, Eddie or Steve at the RalphReport.com. Yes. You can find us on social media. That's may maybe where the suggestion for the video vault came from. Oh, maybe. Sometimes I read something on yeah. Twitter and I'll jot it down. I should just take a, a screen That'd uh, be the grab. ideal thing to do. I should do. Take a screen grab. Note to self. Uh, many people, however, like to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that phone number, one 833 Ralph. Then you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. I love listening to you. I listen to them all. And then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, we gave away our Citizen of the Week award to the gentleman who snuck out of his honeymoon hotel yeah. to go check out the uh, hookup with a sex worker. Paul, I believe. Some people took offense to that story, saying there's no humor in that kind of behavior. I think we did a pretty decent job of singling him out as a piece of garbage. I thought that was the whole point of the joke in a row. shaming him publicly. Yeah. That was sort of the the, the gist, yes. if you will, of that whole segment. I wasn't really thinking he was an awesome dude. No one was celebrating him. <laughs> I hope people recognize the Citizen of the Week Award more often than not is an ironic award. <laughs> that surprised me that some people were I mean, a little bent out of shape. Wow, yeah, that's, that. I am shocked by that. But it turns out. Maybe we gave it to the wrong guy. Oh. Maybe somebody earned it even more than Paul well, did there in how. Tampa. Well, listen to this call. Okay. Hey, Ralph. Since you talked about the citizen of the week, I got a story from my sister's wedding. So my sister was living somewhere else, and so her and her fiancé, we've known for a while, fly in to get married in San Francisco at the zoo. It was really dope. Uh, everyone's exhausted, so we had to put a lot of it kind of together ourselves. We all get home, my parents go to sleep, my sister fucking crashes after the wedding, and I fall, in the, I fall asleep on the couch while my girlfriend at the time is talking to the newly just married husband of my sister. And then what ended up happening was he, le like, he left the room, she kicked me in the face and told me to wake up. He was propositioning that they should both go downstairs and start fucking. It wasn't even midnight of their wedding day, and he was already trying to hook up with my girlfriend. Safe to say the marriage didn't last. No. Wow. But I don't, it's, it was really fucking quick from the amount of married to trying to fuck other people. Yeah. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. LMB. Yeah. Wow. Same day. Wow. He makes Paul look like a... Uh, Probably still in his tuxedo. Paragon of virtue. <laughs> and hitting on your wife's brother's girlfriend. Just unpack all of the badness and wrongheadedness right. in all of that. Ooh, not to mention, he got kicked in the face for doing nothing but falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> well, I'm sure the girlfriend was eager to rouse him to share the news. What a kick in the face. Oh. Come on. Depends on what kind of mood you're in. Don't hurt him. He didn't do anything. 
Um, Daniel heard Eddie say something yesterday that piqued his interest. Huh. Hi, everyone. Uh, hello, crew. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Steve. I hope everybody's doing okay. I was listening to the show today, and uh, we're talking about the Abracadabra song. Ugh. And uh, Eddie had said, there's only so much lipstick you can put on this pig. Right. And I pretty much died of laugh because I've never heard that before. I mean, it makes sense. And Ralph, you didn't seem too phased by it. I, I guess this is a, a saying that I've never heard of. <laughs> can you tell me where that comes from? Because I, I think, like, first off, I, who, who's who gotten fooled by a, by a pig with lipstick on? I, I would just assume that if you saw a pig with lipstick on, you'd probably fuck the pig whether or not there's lipstick. You're missing, um, the, you're wow. missing the point completely. Does this either, where does it come from? I don't even know. Uh, but I was just does come I'm losing that. it. And I'm going to use that uh, saying at some point as soon as I see it worthy. Yeah. Thanks, LMB. You may want to figure uh, out. It. Daniel from Silmar. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Okay, Bye. Dan. You may want to figure out exactly what the yeah. phrase means before you start throwing it around. Nothing to do with fucking a pig. Nothing to do with pig fucking. Nope. But we'll tell you where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I don't fucking know. Yeah, Daniel. Um, putting lipstick on a pig is an old folksy saying, and it's been around the United States at least for the better part of the 20th century. I, I heard it when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. So that's been a while. It, it, the first time anyone can find it written is in the Washington Post story in 1985. Hey, so it's where been, I grew up. <laughs> it's been popular at least since the 1980s. Yeah. It was a story about a San Francisco Board of Supervisors who asked a, uh, a radio personality named Ron Lyons if he was willing to donate 20000 fundraising dollars that was raised by the radio station and put it towards the renovation of Candlestick Park there in San Francisco. And the personality responded, that would be like putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> and from that point on, it's appeared in print multiple places. It's very popular amongst uh, the politicos. Yeah. A lot of politicians like yeah. to use that when they're talking about. And, and here's the, the true meaning, Daniel. It's when there's something that's awful and you're trying to superficially yeah. improve the image yeah. of it. Without changing what it is. Without changing yeah. what it actually is. And so people will call you out for that by saying, you're just trying to put lipstick on a pig. You're trying to pretty something up that at its base is obviously yeah. ugly. So no one's getting fooled by the pig wearing right. lipstick into thinking it's, you know, Angelina Jolie. Right. They, they know it's a pig. That's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. No one is fooled and by it. It's got it. nothing to do with fucking it. And pig. no one fucks the pig. That's the most important <laughs> takeaway from where did it come from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build up. Daniel mentioned that cursed song Abracadabra mm -hmm. by Steve Miller Band. And then we found out there are multiple covers. Mm -hmm. Sugar Ray did an awful version. Oof. Eagles of Death Metal did a slightly less awful yeah. version. But that was Lipstick on a Pig. That was. And now George called in. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. This is George from Long Beach. And uh, listening to the different covers to the song abracadabra the song that ralph uh, doesn't like it's awful it makes me wonder who else besides you know sugar ray and uh, the eagles making a cover of that song uh, who else might have done a cover of it uh, has william shatner done a cover of it 
I mean, I know Ralph has connections to the music industry and yeah. got in Shatner, you know, been in other covers of different songs. Maybe he covered this song too. I'm just saying, maybe. I don't know. LMB. Well, you know, I do have that contact down at the studio where Shatner records all of his spoken work. You haven't talked to him in a while. But I haven't reached out yeah. because we really haven't had any questions. No. It never dawned on me in a million years that Shatner might do a version right. of Abracadabra. Yeah. So anyway, just out of curiosity, I put a call in. And I can't reveal the guy's name no. because I don't want to get him in trouble. But I said, hey, Shatner, in all those tapes, you have all the outtakes. Did he ever do a pass of uh, Abracadabra by Steve Miller? Son of a bitch. What? If he didn't actually lay no. down a version of Abracadabra. So my pal sent me a little clip of it. Here it is, William Shatner's version of Steve Miller's Abracadabra. I heat up. I can't cool down. You got me spinning. Round and round. Round and round. And round it goes. And where it stops, nobody knows. Every time you call my name I heat up like a burning flame Burning flame full of desire Kiss me, baby Let the fire get higher Abra, abracadabra I want to reach out and grab you Abra, abra, cadabra Abracadabra Now, that's a version I can get behind. Yeah, that's, yeah, I he, could listen to that again. He brings that to life. Yeah, I could absolutely listen to that again. So, once again, shat for the win. <laughs> a lot of Dorito talk this week. So much. We're so obsessed with the Doritos. So much learned about Doritos. Yes. yes. Who knew there was so much to know behind one of America's favorite snack chips? Right. And Eddie's a fan of the nacho cheese. I am. I'm a fan of the Cool Ranch. Mm -hmm. Patrick thinks we're both missing the boat. What? Hey guys, Patrick Gainesville, one star. Uh, just to add to the Dorito conversation, um, I too do like nacho cheese. I do enjoy ranch, but the nectar of the gods in the Dorito world is the taco flavor. Uh, they went away for a long time. Uh, had them when I was a kid, and then they came back recently. I found them here down in Florida, and oh my God, they are so good. Try them out if you can find them. See you guys. LMD. You ever heard of such a thing? I've never heard of taco flavored Taco Doritos. flavored Doritos. Huh. I'd like to try them. I'm going to do a deep dive and see if they're available in the Southern California well, area. I've never heard of them. What huh. better place, by the way, to sell taco flavored right. Doritos than here, than, than old Southern California? Right. So I'm going to try to look around, and if I can get my hands on some, maybe we'll uh, bust them out for a munch in Monday. All for that. Give them a test. You, uh, yeah, that's something you'd go I'd for. I'd get behind that, yeah. for sure. Finally, Eddie would come whistling Dixie on a Monday morning. <laughs> I want to eat taco-flavored Doritos with, like, taco stuff on the taco-flavored Dorito. Have a taco in the taco-flavored Maybe Dorito. too much taco. I don't, you don't know until you try. You overdose on taco. You don't know. So you want ground beef with taco seasoning and lettuce El, and, and El cheese? And El Paso taco sauce. No, you're not putting any goddamn taco sauce. Yes, you sauce. are. You will. It's not a thing. You will do it. So, so if we can find him, Patrick, we'll try him out here on the show and give you our opinion, our expert opinion mm -hmm. on Taco Doritos. And lastly, you know, we play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those songs our happy hits. 
On Fridays, we tried to pick a song that's been featured in a motion picture because of the video vault segment. And so Richie called in, and I got to say, I'm envious of him and his whole family. Hey, Ralph. Yo, ho, Eddie. What a do, crew? Here's Richie, two-star from Gastonia, North Carolina. I'm calling to uh, request a happy hit. Uh, it's a song that me, my wife, and my son can't get out of our head. I played it as a joke one day, and uh, we've been singing it for about two and a half weeks straight. <laughs> it's uh, If I Can't Have You by Yvonne Element. Element. I don't know her last name. Element. I just, uh, yeah, we can't get that song out of our head, so if you can play that for a happy hit, well, we'd love it. LMB. You lucky, lucky <laughs> bastards. Love that song. Featured, of course, on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, written by the Bee Gees. They have released their own version as well. But the one that became a hit off that album was by Yvonne Elliman, very talented singer-songwriter, best known for her work on Broadway, starring in the original cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. And then she had a hit with this from Saturday Night Fever, If I Can't Have You. Disco week of happy hits. It would be fun. I miss disco. <laughs> it is such a fun music it genre. It really is. And definitely a happy hit. Thank you so much for calling in. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, as you can imagine, you gotta call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one eight three three. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing.
All right, now it's time for us to hopefully give something away to a lucky Garmy member who could win some fabulous cash and prizes, mm. cash not included, on today's Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show, with the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin, and the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Prince. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show. I'm still wondering what Cooperman's big announcement is. Oh, man. Dying. I'm on the edge of my seat. It is. I'm having a hard time sleeping. (laughs) Come on, Coop. Let us know. Maybe I'll drop a clue. A clue would be nice. Oh, that'd be nice. Like a clue a day or something. Sprinkle some clues in. Um, It is the Garmy (laughs) Game Show, the only game show here on the Ralph Report, where you can win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, if Eddie Pence is able to simply answer five out of ten questions correctly. Doesn't seem like an insurmountable job you would think. to handle. You would think. But sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Hopefully it will today. Uh, let's find out what our Garmin member will be playing for today. Tell them, Ralph Garmin. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, a lucky Garmin member could win the Ralph Report coffee mug. It's two-toned, orange on the inside, white on the outside, surrounded by the Ralph Report logo. But wait, if they win, they'll also get the Ralph Report shot glass, boldly emblazoned with the Ralph Report Ralph Report logo. Remember when someone asked if I did that live or not? Oh, I got their answer. Because you got your answer. <laughs> Whether you're sobering up or getting loaded, the Ralph Report has you covered. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garmin. All right. Oh, okay. Now, as I mentioned, the theme for... Let's find out who we're playing for oh, that, first. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, Eddie will be playing on behalf of a Garmin member who sent in their name and address mm-hmm. to either of us at the email addresses we previously mentioned with Garmy Game Show in the subject line. We picked one out at random, and let's see who Eddie was I'll playing for I'll be playing for Stephen Martin. Steve Martin? The Steve Martin. Well, excuse me. He relocated to Milwaukee. Sure. That's where all the big stars are living these days. <laughs> Steve Martin in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. You are today's contestant, so good luck. Hopefully, Eddie will, uh, will do you proud. As I mentioned, today's topic ties in with what the whole world's going through right now. It's not the heat wave. It's back to school time. Oh, yeah. It's back to school time. All the kids are back into school. And so I thought it would be a fun way to bring back one of the crowd's favorites. Name that tune. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. Got a new intro for Name That Tune. Well, you brought it back. It's the re-envisioning of Name That (laughs) Tune. It's been reimagined. The reboot. It's like when they had Match Game (laughs) 85. You need a new theme song. Exactly. Here's how we play the game. Uh Eddie Pence, I will be playing for you a portion of a song that has to do with school or teachers. Okay. Popular songs built around the topic of school okay. or teachers. Okay. All you need to do is identify five of the ten songs correctly, All right. and Steve Martin is going to win a coffee mug and a shot glass. Okay. And right. one of our patented Ralph Report arrow-through-the-heads 
which we're now offering. I didn't know that. Here's a sample, okay? Just to get an idea of how the whole thing works. Okay. I'll play you a part that does not include the title. All right. And then you give me the title of the song. Okay. Again, Schools and Teachers. Got it. All right, do you know what that song is? Smoking in the Boys Room. And would, would love for that one to count. Correct. So now you know how the game is played. I know how it's played. However, that was a sample question, mm. and so that does not go towards your total okay. of five out of ten. I'd really like for that to count. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Mm-hmm. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher who wears dark glasses. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. My future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. Future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Absolutely right. All right. Okay. All right, we're off to the races. I think so. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh-huh. Question number two. Yeah, you okay. I put aside my foolish games. I run and hide and call and names. School's out, bells will ring. Now's the time to teach me. Mm, I don't know that song. You don't? I don't know that song. It's a great song by a band called Rockpile. Rock, I have no idea what that song is. Teach, you, teach, you, teach me love. I can't learn fast enough. Teach, you, teach, you, teach me love. I got to learn to love for sure. Teacher, teacher, the name of that teacher, song. Teacher, well, that would make sense. <laughs> I never heard that song before in my life. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, here's number three. <laughs> okay. school oh so close (laughs) you want to add a descriptor to the school shitty (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that song either my old school my old school school. by the great steely dan i've never heard that fucking song how can you not know my old school by steely i don't know that song i don't listen to steely dan you just listen to radio, you're going to hear Steely Dan. I don't listen to a lot of radio. Your whole life? What were you doing your whole life? Listen to fucking metal, dude. Oh, man. Well, I, there are very few metal songs in here. In fact, <laughs> let me say, there are no metal songs Oh, come on. Here. How many metal school songs are there? I can think of one. Well, we didn't use Schools Out by Alice Cooper because that's getting out in the summertime. That's a summertime song. I think this of another is one. Going back to school. What? What do you, what? What are you thinking Be of? Be Cruel to Your School, Twisted Sister. Oh, Yeah. I guess I could have used that one. Yeah, that would have helped me. Sorry. All right, here's number four. I got to learn to swim with the letter in the front. I got to ride on the train. I'd rather wear a mill with my cruise around the other parts of the town. I got it down the line. I mean, what the fuck they're saying before this song is. It's a world-famous Beach Boys song. Fuck the Beach Boys. You're going to kick yourself. What? You're gonna kick yourself? Probably. I don't know. I don't recognize the song. So be true to your school. Just like you look at your girl. 
true to your school, yeah. which is what Twisted Sister is parodying yeah. when they do Be Cruel to Your and School. And making, making it so much better. But that is a famous school song by be the Be Cruel to Your School. Be true to your school. True to your school. Just like you are to your girl, guys. Fuck that. Be cruel to your school. All right. Ready for number five? <sighs> Fuck me. Here we go. So I took a big chance at the high school dance with a missing who was ready to play. Wasn't me, she a fool, and cause she knew what she was doing, and an old love was here to stay. What you told me to? All right, guesses? Walk this way. Final answer? Yes. We get the DMC version or the run DMC version? No, here? we can't. Fuck. Aerosmith, baby. I'm gonna double up. Aerosmith for life. All right, uh, number six. Inside of there's longing. This girl's an open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. Don't stand so close to me. Sure? Yes. That's absolutely correct. Woof. Woof. All right. All right. Here we go with number seven. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. <laughs> Don't know much about history, though. Science books. That's the next line, yes. but it's not the title Don't of the song. Don't know much about science books. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know. But I do know. That I love you. And you love me. And I know that if you love me too. <laughs> and then the title comes in. I love my school. <laughs> and my teachers. <laughs> That's school and teachers. That's it what he is. said. This is all about school. <sighs> but I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me too. What a wonderful the world this will this be. Would be. What a wonderful world this will be. This would be, yes. Yes. You knew it. I knew it. When the song was playing. Yeah. But you didn't know it when well, I was. Most lyrics I know when the song is playing. I was asking the question. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is number eight. We're getting down to the Fuck. final couple here. Okay. Hey, teacher, leave kids We don't need no education. Mm. What? It's a line from the song. I but it's not the name uh, of the song. Fuck, I can't think of the title of the fucking song. Pink Floyd. I know, I can't fucking... I'm massive international hit. drawing a blank on the title I, of the goddamn song. Uh, hey, teacher, leave those kids, kids alone. alone. Hey, teacher. <laughs> fuck! No, that's not the title. We, ah! Sorry, we're going to have to ask for an answer. Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. All in all, we're just, uh, I, I can't. Oh, I can't I jerk can't, you off anymore. I know, it, we're all just a brick in the wall. All in all, oh, fuck. Close no enough. We'll take it. God damn it! I fucking literally having a stroke. I like it was like a blank part in my brain. I could not get through. All right, here's that number nine. So Rock and roll high school. Sure? Yeah. The Ramones with rock and roll high school. All right, here Fuck is me. the last and maybe 
best song fucking having a stroke ever written okay. about school and teachers all right. we'll in my see. own we'll personal see. opinion I think of all the education that I miss but that my homework was never quite like this Hot for teach Got that one. So good. All right, as always, we're going to have Eddie Pence do a little quick mathematics, just like he's in school, and he's going to have to tell us how many he got out of 10 possible now, correct answers. Now, you, you, you jerked me off the one. Yeah, did I ever? Boy, so I had like, to lead you across the finish line by your dick. But even if you don't count that one, I still got five right. So I got in, six total. In total? I got six total. Why? Breaking the wall. I just can't. Every time I hear that song, I'm just like, I think we don't need no education. Well, that's in there. I know. Anyway, none of that matters because Steve Martin, you, sir, besides being an excellent comedian, director, and actor, and star of one of my favorite shows, Only Murders in the yes. Building, now, in to on top of all your accolades, you have won the Garmy Game Show, and you're getting a mug and a shot glass, which would make you very, very Hopefully happy. it goes right on the award shelf. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Thank you so much for playing the Garmy Game Show. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. I was touch and go there for a while. I really was, man. I, the first half of that, I was just eating shit. We were getting a little flustered, I think. Oh, I'm in the be true to your school. Fuck be true to your school. Be now. true to your school. Wear your sweater. You get your pencils and Come your crapper on, man. keeper and keep your shoes tied. Maybe you'd spend a little more time in school. You'd know some more answers. Fucking be true to your school. Now it's time for us to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, it is a mass exodus over there at Saturday Night Live for season 48. Oh, really? Three more performers on that show have announced they won't be returning for season oh, 48 wow. this fall. Alex Moffat, who I love. On yeah, that he's show. great. He plays, uh, famously, he plays Eric Trump yeah. on the Weekend Update so segments. Funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Melissa Villasenor. Oh, she's not coming she's back. She's not coming wow. back. She, I don't think enough. she's so talented, but I don't think they ever used her to her full ability. No, the they would use some of her um, impressions, which is a strong suit of hers. Yeah. But in a lot of sketches and all, she always she was always just a straight like person, generic yeah. wife yeah. or girlfriend or something. So I see maybe why she got cheesed off. And Aristotle Athari won't be coming back. Oh no, who is someone who is on that show? Apparently, I he will have not. No be idea who that back. is. Now I'm not a regular watcher of Saturday Night Live, so I may not know all of his work. But I'm familiar with one character he does every week, it seemed. He would play a musician, a singer, who would sing the same song over. He was like he was like from another country or something. He said, Thank you, thank you for giving me that. Thank you. And he would and everyone, some people seemed to love him, and then there was always one guy in the crowd who was confused by what he was doing. <laughs> no idea who that is. I, I never watched the show enough. It's the only that. thing I know that mm. he did. So maybe that's why he won't be back. Uh, it's already been announced that Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant and Kyle Mooney are exiting in addition to Pete Davidson. How will the show survive without Pete Davidson? I mean, he, he's been the anchor on that show. Oh, my show. God. He's like a chameleon. 
You never, you can't even find him in a sketch. I mean, he's sometimes. this generation's Phil Hartman. He really is for that show, for sure. So it looks like there's a lot of openings, Eddie. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think I'm. Come a, on, a little past the uh, expiration date. They may be looking for you know an elder statesman well, kind. Michael of. McKeon got on late in life. Exactly, and Christopher Guest, yeah. Billy Crystal. You know, you it's never not know. unheard of. You never know. Now those guys may have had a uh, perhaps a longer resume going right. in, more successful career. But I'm just saying. There's a chance. Give it a shot. I'll Call some people. I'll send a tape in. There's that one guy on Twitter is trying to get you to host it I every mean, week. They, hey, they're what's relentless. That, what's that guy thinking? They're relentless, and I appreciate them. But is that after a certain point, don't you have to reach out to that guy and go, okay, no. okay. Now, now it's, just getting, it's getting a little silly now. No. Really? I think you're you letting let him go, put, huh? You push past that. You keep going. Oh. I'll keep retweeting the fuck out of him. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> this happened on television. Yeah, what? It wasn't a great moment for ESPN. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, Mary Carrillo and Chanda Rubin were behind the mic for the women's portion of the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. And you know, right now Serena Williams is just playing out of her head. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just it's her swan song apparently, and she's just on fire. Maybe the greatest athlete ever. Maybe she's. So impressive on so many levels. Four single champion. I mean, it's crazy. Whatever yeah. she won, yeah. fucking nuts. Um, so as you can imagine, the U.S. Open there in New York City, tons of celebrities are hanging out, and that's when uh, the cameras swung over to this celebrity, and they couldn't help but point her out. It almost helps Serena that. Oh, got some more stars. Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Sadly. It was Dionne Warwick that oh. the uh, camera was oh. on. Not so much Gladys Knight, <laughs> who was in the building, apparently also watching, but certainly not the singer they had on screen at the no. time. You got to be careful with that. Yeah. You got to. You just, <laughs> you don't want to fall into that trope no. of being the person who can't differentiate between African-Americans, do you? No. Do you want to be that person on national television? I mean, I know you're on live TV and you're thinking quick and you're looking over real fast. You're just trying to fill time. But one of them should have backstopped the right. other. Like, oh, said, no, no, that's. Uh, no, no, I know what you're thinking. I know, no, that's Dionne Warwick. Right. Different, different person. Right. Not both. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, oh. Gladys Knight? Where oh. are your pips? <laughs> to their credits, both uh, Dion and Gladys took the whole thing with a uh, grain of salt. Dion Warwick tweeted after the mix-up, Hi, I'm Gladys Knight, but instead of taking that midnight train to Georgia, I won't walk on by, but I will say a little prayer for you, mentioning the hits that she's had in the past. <laughs> and uh, Gladys Knight also was very gracious. She said, Dion and I have been sisters for a long time, and I'm, I hope she is as honored to be mistaken for me as I would be her. I'm sure it was an honest mistake. It was a blessing to be in the house to see Serena's greatness. Yes. So way to handle they're it. They're not. That's uh, the way to handle it. Pitching a fit, which others might. Finally, we have a reason to defund the FBI. Oh, about now, time. Now I'm behind it because the FBI has been politicized and weaponized. And frankly, I won't stand nope. for it. And neither will Mickey Dolenz. I don't know if you saw this story what? or not, but Mickey Dolenz is suing the FBI. For what? For the to release the files that they had on the monkeys in the 1960s. Who gives a shit? Apparently, the, the FBI had a dossier <laughs> on the monkeys and each of them individually. Well, in the 60s, didn't everybody have a file on them? Yeah, they were they were panic stricken. Yeah. Apparently, at one monkeys concert, there were 
images flashed on a screen behind the band protesting the war in Vietnam in 1967. Mm -hmm. And that caused the FBI to open up a file on those hippies. Was Hoover the monkeys. Still, Hoover's still involved, yeah. ahead, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he had a file there. on everybody. Yeah, he hated everybody, especially the long hairs. Yeah. But then they also opened files on Dolans, Nesmith, Jones, and Torque separately as well. Mm. Now, there is a small portion of that information available to the public. Well, most of it has been redacted, however. Oh. So now Mickey Dolans is suing the FBI to get the full dossiers released on himself and his bandmates. Yeah. Because I can only imagine the dirt the FBI got on the, the monkeys. <laughs> it's like the... It's like the the weathermen. Let's probably picture them smoking like, pot. Like the Black Panthers. They were just a, <laughs> such a political powerhouse. No, That last train to Clarksville. We know what that really meant. We know exactly what it meant. Yeah. What's he doing? What's that all about? I don't know. It's just him I now. I guess he's just curious, I suppose. I mean, I guess you kind of would be if you, if you knew the FBI had If I knew the government on. had a file on me, I guess You're I would like, like to see take what a it look is. at it. Before I die, I want to know what it is. Yeah. And believe it or not, mistaking Dion Warwick for Gladys Knight wasn't the most embarrassing thing that happened on television this week. What? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, global news anchor Farah Nasser, she's out of Canada. Mm -hmm. She was doing a very emotional story on, you think our weather is bad. In yeah. Pakistan, they are having torrential monsoons. Oh, the floods, yeah, it's real just bad. horrifying what, what those of people, people are, are going through. through. She was reporting on that. And sadly, there was a fly in the studio. While she was talking, the fly flew into her mouth. Oh, no. Being the pro that she is, she had to swallow the oh, fly and keep reporting. Oh, 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 and the whole thing was captured on live oh. television. She's a champion. If we didn't give away the Citizen of the Week award already, I would say we give it to Farah Nasser. Here's a little clip. Dion has never seen an unbroken cycle of monsoons quite like this. Eight weeks of nonstop torrential rain. A national emergency has been invoked has been invoked, but the weather in Pakistan, extreme weather, is alarming. Nitu Garcha reports. <laughs> just, just swallows and powers through. Wow. And throws it to the tape piece. Fucking pro. Totally, right? Fucking pro, There's man. no way I would be that cool. Oh, fuck. I'd scream. <laughs> I'd scream. I'd probably flip the desk over and walk out. <laughs> you would. You absolutely would. Can we not get would. some fly strips in here? What the fuck? You'd be the Bill O'Reilly oh, of flies. Fuck, man. God damn, we'll do it live. I go viral for that shit. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on September 2nd, starting with drummer Jerry Augustiniak. Mm -hmm. I always mess Nailed up it. his name. Augustin Augustiniak. Augustinak? No. Agasnak. No, it's... Snaggysnack. It's Augustiniak. 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 He is the drummer for 10,000 Maniacs. He's 64 years old today. I always love the drumming in this tune from them. Terry Bradshaw, speaking of football, yeah. from the NFL and, of course, Fox broadcaster, 74 years old today. Mark Harmon is 71. Linda Pearl from Happy Days and Matlock is 67. Actor Keanu Reeves is 58. Whoa! It's almost 60. Yeah. Salma Hayek is 56. 
Boy, she's uh, she's almost she's she's wow. doing something right though. Damn, if you see her now, she looks like she's barely aging. That's crazy. Uh, Cynthia Watros, very talented actress from Lost, is 54 years old. Comedian Cat Williams from Norbit and other projects, 49. And singular Rosalind Ashford from Martha and the Vandellas is 79. When I had to pick a song featuring Martha and the Vandellas, well, given the current conditions, locally, I had to pick this one. And done the Garmy Game Show on songs about heat. Would you have known that song? Heat Wave, yeah. I think heat I Wave? I think I got Heat Wave. All right. I think I know Heat Wave. Maybe next week. If the temperatures don't cool down. There's no signs of it. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for us to check in to a cooler locale across the ocean there in the UK with our pal, Steve. Steve. Steve Ralph, you know what? You're so tough. You make Randy Savage look like Randy Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if Randy Jackson's tough enough. He's quite a big fella, isn't he? Anyway, look, hey, file this one in the I think I want to see it, but it might be shite folder. All right. <laughs> this week, the cast has been announced for Paramount Plus's prequel series for the gangster movie Sexy Beast. Oh, really? Now, the prequel for the 2000, year 2000, British black comedy crime film will start James McArdle and Eamon Elliott in roles, of course, originated by Ray Winston and Ben Kingsley, um, all about the criminal underworld of the 90s. I know you've seen it. It's one of my favourite films of all time. It's amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine they're going to get anywhere close to as satisfying as that film was for me. No. So the original film starred, of course, Ray Winston as Gal Dove, a retired criminal who's living a new life with his wife, Dee Dee, played beautifully by Amanda Redman in Spain. Now, Kingsley plays Don Logan, a dangerous sociopath and former crime associate of Gal, who travels to Spain to try and recruit him for a heist. So the series will begin with Gal and Don as best friends which I couldn't really imagine them being having been best friends in the, from the in the movie, you know, starting out as small-time criminals before being seduced by the madness of London's criminal world during the vibrant and volatile 1990s. Now, McArdle, have you heard of this guy, Ralph? No, never have. So he was most recently starred in the critically acclaimed, acclaimed HBO crime drama Mayor of East Town and the BBC drama Life After Life. He was also appeared in Mary Queen of Scots and Star Wars episode VII, The Force Awakens. Now, Elliot, uh, Eamon Elliot, is best known for films like Prometheus, Filth and The King's Man. He was in that movie. He also appeared in the series, uh, TV shows like Game of Thrones and Guilt. Production on the series is now underway in Liverpool, and it hails from writer, showrunner, and executive producer Michael Callio. David Sinto and Louis Mellis, or Louis Mellis, were the writers of the original film, and they serve as executive producers. Um, uh, yeah, on the on the show. So, right, Sexy Beast, amazing movie. Every single member of the cast of the movie is amazing, especially the two leads, with Ben Kingsley putting in quite possibly one of the most sinister, uncomfortable, squirm-inducing, anxiety- and tension-ridden um, performances perhaps of all time. That bit where he stood in front of the mirror going, no, 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 and all that, it's just amazing. If you haven't seen it, and this is not the video of all time, I know, but please go out of your way to see it. It's fucking brilliant. Now, um, I've looked at the PR 
cast photos. You know where they put like a little montage, well, like, you know, is it a montage, a collage rather, of all the sort of actors, you know, side by side? Yes. So they look like a bunch of fucking gorgeous OC type people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's their publicity sort of headshot y kind of, you know, publicity shot kind of thing. And they all look gorgeous. Now, I've mixed with proper fucking villains, and I'm talking about proper fucking Parkhurst geezers, right? The people who make the Sopranos look like the fucking Brady Bunch. And <laughs> and I just don't see it. Um, I mean, I'm not a fucking nerd, right? Who's, who's going to take to social media and say Paramount Plus has molested my mid-twenties or, or any of that, right? It's not fucking Star Wars. But I just, I don't know. I just, at least something like the Sopranos, they're believable shitbag gangsters, aren't they? Because they look fucking slobs. And that's what proper fucking geezer gangsters tend to look like, apart from the muscle are all big, muscly, full of roids and that. But, you know, proper geezers tend to be fat and ugly. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'll watch it. I'm not sure. Will you give it a bit of a gander, you reckon, Ralph? Give it a couple oh, of episodes? Yeah, yeah, I will, just to check it out. Yeah. Anyway, hey, hey, fancy some Bond news? Yes. Well, listen to this. John Williams has said he would love to write the next James Bond soundtrack. Um, he's working on the soundtrack for the next Indiana Jones movie, having provided the score, of course, for the previous films. Um, speaking to the radio station, yes, they still they still do exist inexplicably. Um, <laughs> speaking to the radio station, Classic FM, he said he'd finished about 30% of the soundtrack for the fifth installment, of course, which will star Harrison Ford. He says, I pretty much have the thematic scheme done but uh, we probably will be working on this right into the end of September. Do you want to hear a snippet of that, the um, the score he's, he's come up with? Oh, yeah, sure. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Pretty much going to be that, isn't it, I reckon? I don't know. He's fucking 90 years old, for God's sake. Fucking leave him alone. He asked whether he'd like to create work for James Bond. Uh, he said, I'd love it. Mm, I'm in. I'm going to be very honest with you here, Ralph. Uh-oh. I was sent that story by Ethan Hacker, and I only read it about 10 minutes before I wrote this, uh, which was 11 minutes before I spoke to you. <laughs> and look, I've been looking after Daisy this in the final week of her summer vacation, and we've been out doing stuff. A friend's been here staying over, and you know how weird that can be, right? Especially, you know, there's this kid, 11 years old, this, this young kid, and you don't know the kid well, and then you want to come off as fun and approachable and avuncular, but, but not creepy, you know what I mean? Not in a weird way. Um, you want to tell them at times to settle the fuck down, um, but you don't want to be seen as strict. You know, there's a strict one, uh, particularly uh, if you don't have a particularly high regard for the for their mother. So you really try and sort of score points as many way as you possibly can. You know, and sometimes, um, despite that, you want to uh, fucking kill yourself because of their shrill, screamy voices making you making you want to drown one of them, um, and, and also one of them. The friend straight up threw up in my car yesterday, uh, and then you've got to clean it up. You know, cleaning up vomit's not great at the best time, but when it's someone else's, I mean, your own kids, your own kids mess. You don't mind, do you? No. You know, it's been a fucking nightmare. Anyway, back to uh, back to Ethan. Um, back to Ethan, who hails from Salt Lake City. So thanks, Ethan. With that said, um, I don't know if Ethan is a Mormon. Um, uh, he lives in Salt Lake City, in Utah. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with with being a move a Mormon. I, I I think it's perfectly legal. The <laughs> the Osmonds apparently got away with it for years, so I, I'm assuming it's all everything's above <laughs> above board. Um, but Ethan, just my advice to you and anyone who sends me articles, please have a look at the article um, and, and anticipate that I may not read it until conservatively ten to fifteen minutes before I speak to Ralph to record. So. <laughs> 
So I know I can often weave gold from straw, but literally the article said John Williams would love to write a James Bond film. And then the guts of the story uh, is some geezer on Boring FM said, would you like to write a James Bond film? He said, yes, I'd love it. That's the story. <laughs> right. So we haven't had a lot of Bond stories apart from speculation. So fucking come correct, Ethan. Right. Next time. To, to fucking read the... I'm not sure if he read the article himself. But anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph. It's been an exhausting week, you know, entertaining, looking after Daisy. She's, she's like a fucking uh, Duracell bunny, needs constant input. So I haven't had my morning nap today. No. With that said, no, I've not, I've not had my after lunch nap or mid-afternoon power nap, so I'm fucking exhausted. I'll tell you how exhausted I am. All right. <laughs> Steve? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, uh, where was I? Yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute on the old video vault. I better catch three winks. I said winks, by the way. And Steve's right. He will be with us in just moments to talk about an artist who passed away too young in a feature film that they were in. That's the theme for today's video vault. As I mentioned, today's topic inspired by the tragic death of Cheryl B. Dean, 32-year-old actress who was just on the cusp of a big career in movies. And it made us think, well, it didn't make us think, it made that guy think. Yeah, the, he that, should not be named. <laughs> invisible man. Think about other artists who have died too young and feature films that they were in. So we each picked a movie. I'll go first. And I picked probably someone who is most famous for being a massive star, I would say cultural icon, who passed at an incredibly young age. And we're talking, of course, about James Dean. James Dean, he may be more famous as a, an icon, a Hollywood icon, as a, as a guy on posters and T-shirts and mugs than even the work he did in films. Yeah. He only made three movies in yeah. his life. And two of those were released posthumously after he died. And interestingly, he was nominated for an Academy Award for both of those films, Crazy. becoming the first actor to receive two posthumous uh, Academy Award nominations. Uh, brilliant in East of Eden. It's an amazing performance from 1955. Also very good in Giant. I'm not crazy about that film, but he's real good in it. 1956. But the movie I'm going to recommend you check out if you've never seen it, and I'm surprised how many people haven't, is Rebel Without a Cause, perhaps his most famous film from 1955. It is a powerhouse performance. And it's the film, yeah, it's very dated and it's very 50s, but you have to keep in mind, historically, teenagers almost didn't exist in 1955 until this film put a, a spotlight on the angst and the problems and the, the, the emotional torture a whole generation of kids yeah. were going through in post-war America. His performance is it's electric it's amazing and talk about people who died too young with tragic endings this film stars not only james dean but as his girlfriend natalie wood is in this oh, film wow. and sal minio as his best friend all three of those met with tragic endings mm. james dean was a special kind of actor you can feel the, the the pain and the angst in this character coming right off the screen if you've never seen the film i really recommend it he plays a young man who's got a lot of problems, the least of which is his relationship with his parents, a domineering mother, 
a father who he can't respect because he won't stand up to the mother. In a lot of ways, he's more man than his father is. And in this scene, he has participated in something that has caused the death of another young man, and he wants to go to the police. His mother refuses to let him. It's really powerful. Here's a scene from James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause. No, I don't want you to go to the police. There were other people. Why should you be the only one involved? But I am involved. We are all involved. Mom, a boy, a kid was killed tonight. <laughs> this is all going too fast you for me, You better give me something. You better give me something fast. Jimmy, you're very young. A foolish decision now could wreck your whole life. In 10 years, you'll never know this even happened. Dad, answer her. Stand up! You want to kill your own father? Given the time period it was made, and it's a remarkably powerful film still even today, and if you've never seen it, it's a classic. You should absolutely check it out. Now let's go to Steve Ashton. He's going to pick a film from the world of British cinema. Oh, Steve. Who the fuck chose this, by the way? I looked at, I looked at actors, right? You saw, I thought to myself, that's quite an interesting premise. You know, that's a really good night. We've not done anything like that before. I'll have a look at actors who died young, actresses who died young, who are British. The main ones I found, I thought, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Uh, like Stanley Baker, for example, who died when he was 48. Yeah, not that young, but still. Slim fucking pickings for old Steve here, by the way. <laughs> we just don't have that sort of, you know, cadre of, uh, you know, messed up child actor suicide drug overdose people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, your we performers tend to have some longevity. Yeah, it's like dying at 45 is like, oh, that's really young. I don't know, it is young, but not compared to, I don't know, a fucking Dana Plato or something like that, whoever. Uh, I mean, apart from maybe, apart from the one I could is Danny Kendall. Um, that's one for the Brits, by the way. Uh, Owen, for example, will probably get that reference. Danny Kendall. Anyway, look, um, I've got, uh, I've, I've gone for a wonderful comedic actor who I saw doing stand-up in uh, Glastonbury in 1981. Yes, I went to festivals when I was 10 before it was cool. Ergo, I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> now, the actor uh, died. I didn't put that into my thing. So let me quickly look it up. Okay. David <laughs> David Rappaport. So oh, David Rappaport I love was... Him. Let's see how old he was. Wikipedia says he was 38. So that's pretty young. Very young. Uh, yeah. David Rappaport, and of course, the film is um, Time Bandits. Now, David Rappaport was an English actor, and uh, he had um, acnodrosplasia. He's fucking proper short, right? Three foot eleven. Dwarfism, yes. Yeah, he played the leader of the dwarves who help eleven year an eleven year old on an epic quest across time and space to steal artifacts from moments in history. Now, normally, I go for something that a lot of people haven't seen, but honestly, uh, it would have meant. Honestly, pretending that I've seen something that I actually haven't. <laughs> again, um, it stars, uh, of course, again, what an amazing cast. Sean Connery, John Cleese, Shelley Duvall, Ralph Richardson, Catherine Hellman, Ian Holm, Michael Palin, Peter Vaughan, and David Warner. Uh, in 1979, Terry Gilliam was unable to set up his film Brazil. Therefore, uh, he proposed a family film, Time Bandits. And that was co-written uh, with fellow Monty Python, Michael Palin, and financed, of course, by George, by, hang on, George Harrison, by George Harrison. Uh, his company, Handmade Films, it was filmed in England, Morocco, and Wales. Uh, it's perfect. And I'm sure 
the vast majority of you have seen it. Uh, but fuck, what do you fucking want from me? Come on. Uh, it's 1985's The Time Bandits. Oh, no, actually, Time Bandits. No, the. No, the. Prepare yourself for a different kind of movie. A movie that takes you on a journey through time. Ask me. Travel aboard the SS Titanic. Shake hands with Napoleon. Become a personal friend to Robin Hood. You will join us at a real Roman orgy. You'll say hello to ancient Greece. And marvel at the size of a young warrior's horn. You will spend an evening with the biggest homo sapien of all time. Did you hear something, dear? No, I don't think so. Finally, a movie that takes you inside. The Fabulous World of Darkness. Recognize this fellow? Well, you will when he tries to destroy all good in the universe. Oh, no! I'm a reasonable man. Former Beatle George Harrison brings together John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall, Catherine Hellman, Michael Palin, David Warner, in a journey more ridiculous than history. Thank you very much. Very, 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 very much. Time Bandits. There's Steve with another classic Time Bandits, one of my favorites. If you haven't yeah, seen that, you man. absolutely should. And now it's time for Eddie Pence. And I thought, how much damage could Eddie Pence do with this particular topic? <laughs> Because Jim Varney didn't die at a young age. No. So I knew well, we, I think he died I, too young. I knew we were safe. But you picked a film, which I'm interested in because I've never seen this You never saw this one. I, I picked uh, the film Charlie Bartlett, which uh, stars uh, Anton Yelchin. Oh boy, we lost him way too soon. 2016, very tragically. What a great performer he was. I, people don't know he was uh, Pavel Chekhov in the J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Trek. Right. Uh, which he, I thought he was great in that role. He was. He was so good. Uh, the film Charlie Bartlett came out in 2007. It was directed by John Paul, written by Gustin Nash. Uh, it stars, like I said, Anton, uh, Hope Davis, Kat Dennings, Robert Downey Jr., uh, it's sort of like a, a teen angst high school film. It's uh, it follows uh, Anton's character uh, uh, who's been kicked out of numerous private schools and, and finally has to go into the public school system. Mm. And he's having trouble making friends. And he's in therapy. And so he, in order to start making friends, he starts giving like sort of does start starts doing therapy for other students in the school and dispensing uh, medicine. Like, uh, you know, uh, Ridlin and Because his parents have him seeing a psychiatrist yes. regularly, right? So he starts doing that, and then he starts dispensing advice to students and becomes very wildly popular by not just giving them advice, but also helping them medically by selling them prescription drugs. What an interesting concept. It's very weird. It's very weird, but it, but he eventually, you know, he, st he stops doing that, and it, it, there's a kid who tries to commit suicide. Oh, it's, my God. <laughs> Eddie, Spoilers. But it, he does it. It's 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 one of those teen angst films. It 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 plods along in the plot a little bit towards the middle. But it's it's just one of those things. He's so earnest and likable in his performance. And you have, of course, you have Robert Downey Jr. in there playing the principal. And it, so it's yeah. the cast is great. So where the story lacks, it makes up for in just watching these actors perform. I love Hope Davis too. She's great. Kat Dennings. Mother. I mean, yeah. it's really well cast. And it's funny as I looked at the trailer to pull this clip. This is the kind of role that. Downey would have played Absolutely. 20 years earlier in, in the his 80s. Career. This would have been you his know? role. Yeah. So uh, interesting that he plays the principal in this one. Here it is a little bit of the trailer from Charlie Bartlett. What is 
something wrong with the other bathroom? How does this work? Do I just talk or what if not attracted to girls? Maybe you should uh, get breast implants. I just can't handle this place. Oh, duh, dude. This place sucks. All I hear about these days, Charlie Bartlett told my son this. Charlie Bartlett told my daughter that. Anton Yelchin, Hope Davis, and Robert Downey Jr. Charlie, what are you doing this for? I'm helping these kids. Nobody else is helping them. Well, thanks for listening, Charlie Bartlett. There's more to high school than being well-liked. Like what specifically? Nothing comes to mind. Charlie Bartlett. Bartlett, yes. What? Starring oh. Anton Yelchin. Watching this role, you're like, this would have, like, I don't know if there would have been a Tom Holland if there was not Anton Yelchin. Like, it, yeah, it seems very, very similar. Like, he's really taken what he was doing and gone forward with it. I agree. Good picks all around. Great chapter in the video vault. that's it for today's show kids thank you so much for hanging out with us this week i hope you'll come back next week and do it again of course as i mentioned monday will be a flashback show but coming tuesday we'll bring you all brand new episodes so we will talk to you then in order for you to come back and join us you got to take care of yourself so please i insist stay good in the hood if you're celebrating the long weekend have fun but be careful because life is life we want yours to be long happy and healthy All right, we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha, ha ha, got it, ha ha, bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon.